What's up, River Point and West End? We have been in a series called Music to My Ears. There are some phrases that you and I love to hear that we would say are music to our ears. And there are some key statements we find in Scripture that I believe are exactly what our souls need to hear. Today's music to our ears is you are not alone. Now, I grew up uh, with this idea of ride or die friend. Like you want to be a ride or die and you want to have a ride or die friend. And what that means is if you murder somebody, then, then your friend should help you bury the body. Okay. If you go to jail, your friend should go with you. And, and I don't know about you, but I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I'm a ride or die person. And why is it that it has to end in death? Like, how come I can't be a ride or live friend? How come I can't be a ride or movie friend or a ride or lunch friend? But the moment that I realized that I was not a ride or die friend was when I was in school in Minneapolis and me and some friends were walking uh, downtown. We were going to hang out. I don't remember what we were going to go do. But there was four of us, and out of nowhere, this raccoon popped up on the street. Now, I have a fear of the outdoors and wild animals. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I don't even remember what exactly happened next. All I know is uh, about 30 seconds after that raccoon popped up and ran up on us, I was about three blocks away, okay? And all of a sudden, my friends were like, Ryan, what in the world happened to you? It's just a raccoon. And I'm just like, hey, listen, God put me on this planet for a purpose, and I don't know how it's going to end and how this raccoon is. I, listen, I, I just took off running, okay? It was like we went from this group of friends, like we together, I got your back, you got my back, to just like, no, it is every man for himself. I, I don't know about you, but all of us can find ourselves kind of navigating relationships in a very interesting way in 2020. And I can't tell you how many people I talk to that just feel alone, feel forgotten, not just by friends, not just sometimes by family, but also by God. And I want you to know something today. And this should be music to your ears. You are not alone. If there's anybody in scripture that truly felt this it's a guy by the name of Moses. Now, let me recap who Moses is. If you don't know who Moses is, this is his story. Okay, so he um, was a, a, a boy that grew up in, in the Egyptian royalty. Uh, at the beginning of his story, all Hebrew boys were being manhunted. Moses' mom hid him for three months during this manhunt until she ran out of places to hide. She ends up having to put him in a river, sends him downstream, and Pharaoh's daughter finds Moses on the river. Now, Moses' sister was following him along the river and convinces Pharaoh's daughter, once she gets Moses, to let a Hebrew woman nurse the crying baby and unknowingly, get this, ends up paying Moses' mom to raise Moses uh, as a servant. So instead of being hunted on the run, she and Moses ended up growing up like royalty. Now, one day when Moses got older, he saw some of his Hebrew people being mistreated harshly by an Egyptian. And so he ends up killing the Egyptian and buries him in the sand. Now, he thought no one saw what he did, but a couple of his own people saw exactly what happened and told Pharaoh. Now, Pharaoh then tried to kill Moses, but he escaped to the wilderness where he settles down, starts building a family. Some would say he went from riches to rags, from the palace to the wilderness. Yet, 
God meets him in the wilderness. And here's what he says. Exodus chapter three, verse seven, it says, Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Verse 10 says this, come, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Verse 11, Moses says to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Moses is an ex-murderer, ladies and gentlemen, but God meets him in the wilderness anyway. You might feel like you're in a wilderness yourself. You might feel distant from God because of what you've done or where you've been. But we should never let our history determine our destiny. Despite our weaknesses, insecurities, mistakes, and setbacks, God still has a plan for our life. You might be facing an economic crisis in your life right now. I want you to know God still has a plan for your finances. You might be facing a career crisis. I want you to know God still has a plan for your career. You might be facing a health crisis. I want you to know God still has a plan for your body. I know a lot of people right now that are experiencing a crisis in their marriage. I want you to know that God still has a plan for your relationship. We serve a God that meets us right where we are, and some of us will spend more time looking in the rearview mirror than we will anticipating what God has for us in the future. God gave Moses a plan right where he was. And today, I want to walk you through the four responses Moses gave God. And then perhaps we can be encouraged by the four responses God gave back. Moses' first response was, who am I? Sometimes our response is, why me? Some of us have been told what we can't do. Some of us have heard the words, who do you think you are? Some of us ask, who am I? Because someone asked us, who are you to start your own online course, to be a small group leader, to renovate homes, to write a book, to start a podcast, to go back to school, to be a professional athlete, a social influence, to be a pastor. Some of you might actually be called into ministry, but have allowed what others think about you keep you from moving toward what God has called you to be. Exodus 4 verse 1 says this. It says, then Moses answered, but behold, they will not believe me or listen to my voice, for they will say the Lord did not appear to you. Moses's second response is, I'm not believable. Now he's questioning his credibility. Haven't we all done this? Have you ever calculated the results of God's plan before saying yes to God's plan? Isn't it amazing that we have the audacity to look at God's plan and tell him it won't work? Moses said, they will say. I've got a question for you, me. And this is one of my favorite questions. Who is they? I mean, we use that phrase a lot. They say, it. they, 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 who, who is that? Have you ever named your they? 
Is it people on the internet, strangers you've never met on Twitter? Who is your they and what are you afraid they will say? Some of us have talked ourselves out of our dreams because we have catered to an audience of they in our minds that we predict will criticize us in the future. What successful person do you know that has not endured a large amount of criticism? Criticism should never be our detour. It is a part of the path. Then Moses says this in verse 10, he says, Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and of tongue. The third response that Moses has is I'm not qualified. Don't we all live with the inherent belief that opportunities often go to the person who is the most talented person in the room, the most skilled person, the most decorated person, the person with the most experience? Moses was slow of speech. Let, 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 let my people go. Doesn't flow off of the tongue for him. Moses' thing was a speech issue. What's our thing? What's your thing? Is it a degree you lack that makes you feel unqualified? Is it a divorce from a decade ago that makes you feel like you could never help other relationships thrive? Is it your age? Have you deemed yourself too old or too young? What if I told you it's not too late and it's not too early for God to use you? Moses' last response is where it really gets real. It says in verse 13, Oh, my Lord, please send someone else. It's like now, now he's just telling us exactly how he feels. His fourth response is you've got the wrong guy. Man, how many of us have just said, you know what, Lord, just use somebody else. Those were the four responses that Moses had to God's plan. Now here, I want to go back and I want to show you God's response to every single, his rebuttal to every single one of Moses's response. So his first response was, who am I? But then the Lord said in Exodus 3 verse 12, he said, but I will be with you. God's rebuttal, you are not alone. Music to our ears, ladies and gentlemen. The question we should be asking is not who am I? The question we should be asking is, who is God? Moses is trying to tell God he's an ex-murderer. God is trying to tell Moses he split seas wide open with the flick of his finger for those that trust him. It's not about what you can do. It's about what God can do through you. It's not about who you are. It's about who God is. Some of us are trying to make things happen on our own. Life experience has taught some of us that we're the only people we can trust to be there for ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, you are not alone today. God wants to be near to you. God doesn't reveal a plan for our lives to leave us to figure it out by ourselves. We can't live for God without God. His second response was, I'm not believable. And then in Exodus chapter four, two through nine, God shows Moses how he's going to reveal his power. And ultimately God's rebuttal in this situation is it's not about your credibility. It's about mine. 
Don't try and run that business without God. Don't try to move forward on your own merits and your own credibility. This is good news because when you have surrendered your life and career to God, you don't have to lose sleep thinking about how you're going to make it happen on your credit. We should all wake up on the daily and fall to our knees in humble submission to whatever God wants to do. Pray like it depends on God. Work like it depends on us. That's from one of my favorite authors, Mark Batterson. I love that. Pray like it depends on God. Work like it depends on us. That should be our position. Lord, I trust you and I'm going to honor you today by giving my best, but my life and my future are in your hands and and resting on your history of victories, not my past failures. The third response that Moses gave was, I'm not qualified. Then Exodus 4 verse 11 says, Then the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now, therefore, I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. God's rebuttal was, it's not about your weakness. It's about my strength. I love what 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 in 10 says, it says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. One of the best speakers I know in the world has dyslexia and he's going to write a book. My picture of God when we bring him our weaknesses is like a kid in a candy store. It's like, yes, I can really use this person. My friend, whatever you think is disqualifying you right now might just be the thing God wants to prove his power in your life. This verse has encouraged me a lot in my life because, um, you know, when my dad uh, had a stroke, uh, when I was in fifth grade, there was, uh, he, he wasn't able to be there for me like he would want to. And there were a lot of things that I had to learn that I went, man, who's going to teach me? And what the Lord has, has been showing me over the past decade is I've been with you all along. I've been with you all along. You were never alone. And there are some things that I believe for you today that God wants to show you. You might be going, man, my dad walked out and nobody ever taught me how to. Can I, can I encourage you with something? Would you allow God to teach you and be with you? Ladies and gentlemen, this is music to our ears. You are not alone. His fourth response is, 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 is awesome because he said, oh, Lord, please send someone else. And then Exodus 4, verse 14 says, Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is there not Aaron, your brother the Levite? I know that he can speak well. Behold, he is coming out to meet you. And when he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. You shall speak to him and put words in his mouth, and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth, and I will teach you both what to do. He shall speak for you to the people, and he shall be your mouth and you shall be as God to him and take in your hand the staff with which you shall do signs. God's rebuttal to his fourth response was, I'll provide community. What I want you to know today is this, is we're not always Moses in the story. Sometimes we're Aaron. Sometimes we're called to help 
God's plan come to fruition in someone else's life. Sometimes it's not about making our thing happen. Here's what's important for every single one of us that can just feel alone at times. God has strategically placed you right where you are for a reason. And sometimes we just have to look around and ask God, Lord, who have you put around me? And what's my role to play in their life? And what's their role to play in mine? Today, I want you to remember four things. Number one, God won't give you his plan without his presence. He's with you. His pl- and number two, his plan for your life isn't based on your credibility, but his. Number three, what you think disqualifies you is exactly where God's power is displayed the most. Number four, he has put people in your life and has put you in other people's lives for a reason. And I don't want you to miss it. What I want you to know today is this. You are not alone. And ladies and gentlemen, that should be music to our ears. Lord, I thank you so much for each and every person watching this message today. I pray, God, that every single person would know that they are not alone. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.